Hey there, Quarantine listeners. Welcome back to episode 17. Uh, Today is a special episode because we have our first repeat guest on the show. And not only is our first repeat guest, he was actually my first guest on the show that I'm, of course, speaking about Seth Lawrence. Uh, This is a really, you know, exciting conversation. We recorded it a couple days ago, so it's not fully up to date. And I, I almost feel bad releasing it today after Trump's huge meltdown when we recorded this a few days ago. And I would even go as far as to say Seth defends Trump. But, you know, he's he's he leans. He calls himself a libertarian. I got I got uh, finger quotes on that. I don't even know if he calls himself that, but he feels like a guy who calls himself a libertarian. So I'm I'm putting that on to him. I think he's just a huge silent MAGA head. I also think he's a serial killer. So you can either take nothing I say about Seth as fact, or maybe it's all fact. I don't know. You'll have to listen to the show and judge for yourself. Um, But yeah, with that being said, uh, let's get started on uh, this very heated, not really that heated, you know, more more like an intellectually stimulating uh, debate with um, my good friend, comedian Seth Lawrence. I mean, we had such a good conversation earlier. I know how to do it. (laughs) You know, I find I often find that like the best conversations are the most career ruining. (laughs) Well, it's like it's uninhibited. There's a part of me that thinks that that Shane Gillis racist Asian podcast is what landed him SNL. And then, and then destroyed it. Yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps. Because, like, you know, I find that people oftentimes are like, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say, fuck it all. I'm yeah. going with what I want. Then they go with what they want. And the world's like, fuck you. And they're like, I apologize. And uh, let's do what yeah. you want. My bad. My bad. I get really I... scared sometimes when I see things. Yeah, I, I fear talking about any of this with, like, you know, a MAGA head like you. Oh, but, boy. Uh, <laughs> MAGA head. Unbelievable. The insults. Uh, I, I saw Fire Fauci trending on Twitter the other day. And Jeez. I was like, I was like, you, like, please, like, you got to understand that Trump is a servant to the Twitter gods. He's just a <laughs> vessel through which Twitter speaks. And yeah. uh, Trump's yeah. not the president. Twitter is the president. Twitter. Well, Trump Twitter is, is just... Twitter is the messaging service. No, tr- Twitter is God. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is Trump. Trump is Twitter's Unbelievable. Messiah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and I was like, you got to get this fire Fauci thing off here. And I'm like, people who are like complaining about the fire Fauci hashtag are only further strengthening the fire Fauci right. hashtag. The comments there are about it. Trump yeah. doesn't understand what anyone's saying. If he just sees fire Fauci Trending. hashtag, yeah, right. yeah, he's gonna go. All right, got a fire Fauci. It's yeah. like it's like yeah. when he posted that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm clip that was making fun of him. Oh, he was I like MAGA hat, Larry David, me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't <laughs> see that one. That's funny. Um, um, so yeah, I gotta, we gotta watch it's, out. It's a question of un- uninhibited conversation. That's. That's those are the best conversations, right? Yeah. That's when you're, you're talking truth and smack about people you know. They're the most entertaining. You get a real glimpse into the other person you're talking to. 
I know, I know. One of my big, like, um, and already a little bit in my life, like, this is, this has happened. Um, but, like, like, okay, so, like, I love shit-talking yeah. movies and stuff. Like, uh, I love, sure. I love shit-talking uh, things I see that I think are overrated or bad or yeah. especially yeah. in our society, which just like is so desperate for anything to be good that they'll prop up trash just to <laughs> prop something up. Yeah. But, well, but the yeah. more I have creative friends, the more frequently I find myself put in the position of being like, hey, uh, check out this guy's thing. It's all yeah. awesome. I don't think Having, uh, I have been propping up my friend Alex Russick's new EPs and Blanity, which I actually do love. So this is yeah. this is me being genuine in that. But there <laughs> yeah. are other things I will frequently prop up that I think are okay to don't even really like, but I've been asked by yeah. them. They're like my friend, and yeah. they'll like constantly champion my stuff, and I'll feel like this right. pressure. Like when I say like, hey yeah. guys, go check out Seth Lawrence's stand-up. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that, it's a tough it's a tough ask it's a tough ask oh, oh my side gosh side you, i have more to say on that but, you dirty uh, dog hilarious thing i uh my film was rejected from this film festival one of many it's been rejected your, your doc from. yeah yeah, yeah. i've got yeah. i've gotten into 14 now i've won yeah. four hey. i've been nominated in like six so it's, yeah. it's been doing well but um i got many- yeah how many hey. uh, festivals did your parents host that you won? Uh, all, all four of them. And, yeah. and yeah. six of the ones I only placed in. Um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not too bad. Uh, no, but um, but uh, I got rejected. Yeah, that's awesome. This, this European independent film festival. But the person who sent out the mass rejection uh. accidentally didn't BCC everyone. So everyone like saw everybody's oh, so you know. emails. Yeah. We all just saw each other's emails. And like it's just been hilarious because there's just been this thread of yeah. like some people who are like like some European, they're all European mostly, which is very funny. They're all like, What the blessing? Now we are like we we all get bonded together in this moment. And other people are like, This is a disgrace that this happened. This is against the EU regulations for privacy. Oh, and it oh, just, just I like was at first annoyed by like the mass emails of people constantly, but now I'm loving seeing just the varied yeah. responses of people being like, Hey, let's start our own, the EU rejects festival, and other people being like, Take me off this list. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, well, I wonder what nationality most of the positive onlookers are, and versus the French. negative. Feel French. The positive <laughs> ones. French. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. that's yeah. Just me making up things, but right, uh, right. It's like Philippe. Um, like what? Philippe is like their name, like Philippe. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. maybe it's Philip. Maybe he's just from like Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just and I'm just no putting idea. a Philippe onto it. Or it's um, Felipe. It's Felipe. They're all speaking Spain, in English. So. Portugal. Uh, of course, because English is the world language now. So, uh, but um, but we'll, going going back to, yeah, but like I fear, I fear in the future when like my name, you know, definitely has some weight to it. 
uh, yeah. feeling like this pressure to like say I like things that I don't because I hold my integrity uh, as a recommender of art. Yeah. Very, very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think there are comedians or influential people that do that uh, now that is noticeable? Uh, I think I think it happens all the time. I, I mean, it's got to happen. But as just, far you're as you're your 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 friend, you know, you're in this industry. It's so yeah. funny. I remember reading like this the Galvedoe song. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, clearly, most of her friends probably thought this is a terrible idea, Gal. But then, did it anyway, right? I don't even know if they thought it was a terrible idea. Like, you know, it's always like, it's always a funny thing. Like, you know, you make a movie, you're spending, you're maybe spending years on it. Sure. And if it's a bad movie, like, like, do, does everyone know that they're making a bad movie? I've always wondered. Yeah. You're at open mics. You see people there that have yeah. been there for years. And you're, and yeah. I'm always like, does Seth know he's a bad comedian? <laughs> when is he going to realize? <laughs> he just doing? Well, uh, you know, on that point, it's funny listening or watching someone and me thinking oh that looks like a bomb to me that does not look like that went well but then hearing them talk about the experience afterward and they claim to have crushed and that always makes me feel weird about the times where i'm feeling like i'm crushing right right um, which is all the time which is every and, single time yeah, but you know there's there's definitely this aspect in hollywood of self-promoting right you never want to tell someone else Especially if they're above you, I guess you wouldn't want to. There's there's a an inclination to say no, no, no. I did well when you didn't, in fact. Sure, but sure. I think you're doing yourself a disservice when you do that because it's better always just to be honest, right? It's funny because I actually, you know, I usually assess myself on stage differently than the audience reaction because mm-hmm. there will be times where I seem to do very well where like everyone's laughing and i have a have by all intents and purposes a good set but i'm on stage and i'm not feeling personally connected like like i feel like i'll feel like i'm going through the motions yeah because i just like i don't know i'm in a weird place and they're responding to me going through the motions but i walk off stage feeling kind of bad about the set like i had a receptive audience and i didn't let myself connect (laughs) but there will also be times where if you're watching me you'd say josh just bombed but i liked how i bombed yeah, like yeah, like yeah. I bombed on my terms and ah, I felt like there were things I said that I came up with on the spot that were like connected to the moment yeah. that I found very funny and truly believe are funny and felt like the right. audience just, <laughs> just an audience that didn't appreciate. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'll walk off stage being like, I liked that. I, I yeah. Did. I got something out of that. I, in fact, I've had bombs where, like, I walk out going, like, wow, I just picked up three new tricks from that bomb. Oh, yeah, right. Like, right. like I've talked to, I've talked on stage about it. I've even sort of turned it into a bit the time I bombed in Florida where I was doing right. 30 minutes and one minute in, everyone was chanting Trump at me. Um, yeah. I never really won them back, but, like, yeah. I appreciated that I didn't back down from, like, going right. at them. And that I forced right. myself to stay on stage for 30 minutes. Yeah. And that like like where I wasn't even going to do Trump material, their antagonism towards me uh, yeah. right on the onset when I haven't even really said anything made me decide yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> well, at that point, you had nothing to lose, right? So, yeah. you know, why not finish the 30 minutes out and see where I can go? Exactly. See where we can bring them. Yeah, no, it's true. But there was the thing I wanted to tell you of yeah. um, that it was related to all this is I read this article. I can't remember if it was an article or it was like a Facebook post somebody shared or something. But it's a big this, difference. this TV showrunner yeah. said, like, when I'm hiring my writing staff, I'll go through their Twitter to see if they say anything disparaging about me or my friends. And wow. if they do, I won't hire them. And wow. then that caused me to go on a Twitter tirade about yeah. that person sure. specifically and how lame they are and how their show probably <laughs> sucks because they have yeah. a bunch of yes men in their room and they yeah. can't deal with any criticism that could help them get better. Yeah. That being said, if anyone ever said anything negative about me online, I would do everything <laughs> within my power to destroy their career once I'm in that position. Yeah. Well, I mean, what about the Machiavellian principle of keeping your enemies closer than your friends? Wouldn't you want them on your show? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was one of my favorite Twitter tirades of all time. Yeah. Was making sure that person never hires me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really their loss. Honestly. Because I want, you know, I want people that have a voice and mm. whose voice is, you know, a voice that just regurgitates the things I tell them. Yeah, um, of course. Else, <laughs> no, I want people. Independent thought is is interesting and makes for more unique art. Um, yeah. People, you know, getting into getting into a big disagreement and finding um, finding the point like it's always like you know with notes um i've always said like you mean like after a performance or something no notes on anything notes on writing yeah. notes uh I, oh, there's like okay. two there's two thoughts one usually the note is wrong but the location of the note is correct so usually uh, like the thing that people tell you what they yeah. say specifically is wrong but the area that they make the note yeah. on usually yeah. that area needs to be addressed because right. they're like they're trying to think how to fix your thing, which they don't know, but they right. could tell something was wrong with it, which right. is usually right. And yeah. then secondly, I so I'll so if you want me to use your specific note, it has to convince me. I can't like use a note that I don't fully understand or agree with, because then how do yeah. I do that? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like uh, also you, gotta, you could also use faith, Josh. You know. You could just go on faith and use. wrong with your material. Uh, <laughs> um, that, that, that was a good note that both identified the area that's lacking and the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, also, I don't know if I've told you this, and I think I've already said this on the podcast. But there was that time I did that show in Apple Valley, where I was like, someone asked me to feature for them. And uh -huh. um, out in Los Angeles, I always did way better than them. And I was like, okay, I'll feature for you. Thinking uh -oh, like, oh, yeah. way better set. And then I go and I do okay. And, yeah. and she just crushed. Yeah. Crushed them. And what was interesting was during my set, I have this one joke where I'm like, you know, I have a female roommate. And people are always like, you fucking her? You having sex with your female roommate? And it's like, no, I've not had sex with my female roommate. Having sex with your roommate is a bad idea. I know because I did it once and things got real weird between me and him. 
And then I go, I asked my shrink if that makes me gay. And she said, no, Josh, that joke just makes you a hacky comedian. I think you should drop it from your set. Um, are you still there, Seth? Did you freeze? Seems like you froze. I thought like, man, I'm really bombing with this joke to Seth. But in truth, what happened is Seth's thing just froze. <laughs> there you are. You're yeah, back. it did. I missed like everything. Yeah, oh, I'm back. Oh, man, it's going to really torture people to have to listen to it over <laughs> I'll just basically, rewind. I'll pretend like I heard everything. Basically, I have this hack joke. And then yeah. the joke okay, about, about your female room. Exactly, yeah, yeah. About me. And the joke afterwards, I asked my shrink if that makes me gay. And she's like, no, Josh, that joke just makes you a hacky comedian. And in uh, LA, yeah. the first joke gets a groan to silence to uh, like die, you conservative yeah. scum. Uh, right. <laughs> you right wing scum. Uh, and then the follow-up gets a huge laugh because I acknowledge what everyone's already thinking, which is that I'm a hack. Sure. In Apple Valley, the first part of the joke, the hack part of the joke, yeah, got, got the a biggest laugh. laugh of my whole set. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's interesting because like, I was like, well, if I come back here, I guess I have to do more jokes like that. But it's like hard for me to write jokes like that. Yeah. It's hard to write jokes that you don't find funny, but other people will in a way. Right. Right. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I you always, it's always difficult, I think, to predict what an audience will like. But I feel like an audience likes a genuine thought, regardless of whether or not it's hack or not. Right. Yeah. And, and to some extent, we're all struggling. Right. We're all a little yeah, bit. I, I love we're, to talk about being a hack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> huge hack um, oh man well you know it's 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 uh i feel like uh, have you been writing any material uh during the hiatus <sighs> i've been writing a little bit i need to write more there's been more thoughts going on uh about what i would like to delve into but i've not been there are some people who will write out a joke word for word. They will memorize it, perform it. I've never really been that type. I have to get up on stage or in front of people and and try it and see, you know, how how it comes out and how I like it. Well, that's what this has been a good avenue for. I've been. Yeah, uh, I, I've like I think I've like written or I've happened upon. I'm not like sitting down to write, but I've happened yeah. upon three, three bits I've liked. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Over the course of this. I mean, they're a little bit too related to all of this. Uh, one bit, one bit, not so much. But uh, I mean, it's just the thing that's in the consciousness. Like I said, I think it's like going to be tough when we all get back to stand up because we're going to be entering a world that's like yeah. different than the world we've been yeah. from. And it's not so much that our material won't be good anymore that was old, but it just might need a minute to like be relevant again. Maybe like, think so. Things, yeah. I feel like things on a certain level might need to normalize again in a way that our material relating to the everyday life we live like material. Yeah. Like how is material about the gym funny when no one can go to the gym? Yes. I, yes. I, ironically, that's like the one bit I wrote was about the gym. Uh, <laughs> of course. It is. Of course. Well, it I, was. Was I was saying, well, no, but the thing, but it was also related to this because I've been working out. Yeah, I've been like, you know, trying to work out every day and mm -hmm. like nothing makes me believe in God less 
than working out. Nothing uh, makes, because it's like it's like oh you want to be healthy and look good hurt yourself yeah. go go hurt Ow. yourself for thirty to minutes to an hour a day and How if you really that, and, and yeah. if you really want to get in shape you can go pay thirty dollars a month to go to a homeless shelter full right. of torture devices and hurt yourself there Even around more. other yeah. people who have hurt themselves a lot more than you right. Yeah, but if bad. anything, that should bring you closer to God because that's no, what church it, is. Church is hurting yourself to be better, right? That's what religion's all about. Especially right now. Right now, yeah. church is kill yourself. <laughs> if if Give you're yourself not going... Two yeah. percent chance of death right now going to <laughs> church. I mean, it's probably more and like... eighty like percent chance of illness. Chance. Of illness. Yeah. Kill yourself. Yeah. Have you seen that? Did you see that video of that one? Like the people like interviewing cars on their way to church right now. I didn't see the interviews. You know, I didn't see oh, the interviews. God, I this saw woman, some reports about this yeah, guy. Like he's interviewing people. It's like, like you're going to church right now, aren't you? Like concerned about the coronavirus? It's like I'm bathed in Christ's blood. I'm bathed in Christ's blood. And it's like, it's Jeez. like uh, <laughs> she's like Christ will protect me. I'm ba- I'm not worried about a thing. I'm bathed in Christ's blood. And I'm like, you know what? Yikes. Maybe, maybe this whole virus is just more Darwinian than than we <laughs> than we than we thought. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. This is uh... thin out some of that hurt, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, I... listen, I'm not trying. I'm not saying anyone should be going around killing these people, but I'm not opposed to them all killing themselves. <laughs> right through natural <laughs> coronavirus causes. Yeah, it's just. Well, if they want to meet God so bad, they're well on their way. You know, fucking home state governor is like literally the worst one. I love so much that you're from Florida. Uh, He's barely he barely won that election. The the two most devastating losses in the midterms for me were Florida and Georgia and like. And they're suffering the greatest consequences of those losses in those states right now. Okay, but do you think it's because of political leaders or just the overall mentality of the people voting? A combo. I I mean, Brian Kemp in Georgia, Brian Kemp in Georgia did some of the worst voter suppression in like the the country in uh, the midterms. Are you talking about like the ID laws necessarily? Yeah, yeah, just like and like and just like kicking like making hundreds of thousands of people unregistered because they haven't voted in a while even though they were registered like why is it right to just I mean, unregister but like if you you're not using it if you're not using the gift no no this country is about like it. no no fuck fuck that it was it was like <laughs> clearly a play to yeah. to win and he's yeah. and and a mixture too of just like rottenness of the people yeah. from both those places i mean maybe so well i think both the left and the right play in this voter suppression I I, I agree. Sense. I agree. Certainly, the DNC has been been pretty atrocious in these midterms, but um, but yeah. but none, nonetheless, it's just it's just yeah. it's tragic the consequences both Florida and Atlanta and Georgia yeah. are facing right now as a result yeah. of those barely lost elections. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Whatever the cause. Whatever Brian the cause. Kemp literally two days ago was like, I didn't know people without symptoms could be passing it along. Wow. Close the beaches for one day. Reopen yeah. them. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do without the ocean, Josh? Well, listen, listen, listen. In a weird way, you know, he's purging the voter rolls right now for us. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Hopefully it hits the side, you know, I guess in your mind, the right side, right? And in I both mean, senses of the word. And I mean, despite despite being so upset that Ron DeSantis beat uh, uh, Andrew Gillum, <laughs> like two days into this whole thing, Andrew Gillum was like found in like a hotel room with uh, some OD guy at a wedding. I mean, how so, can you not want to celebrate a victory, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's def there's definitely there's definitely a rot on both sides, but I don't think yeah. it's equal rot. You well, know, perhaps, perhaps not. <laughs> I mean, look, 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 uh, my my joke when I watched Tiger King was that yeah. everyone's talking about how uh, Joe Exotic reminds them of Trump. But I don't think oh. enough people are talking about how Carol Baskin reminds me of Hillary. Yeah, uh, he's such a sure. Hillary, and yeah. and like it just goes to show, like yeah, and likable than Carol Baskin, much like you know when not running the country, Trump far more entertaining and yeah. likable than Hillary. But if given the choice of who do I want running the country during a pandemic between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. I just rather have Carol Baskin in charge. She's just more competent. She proved a certain competency yeah. in the evil shit she did. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go out on Carol a Carol Baskin yeah. got away with killing her husband. Joe Exotic <laughs> couldn't even get away with, with trying to kill Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, not attempting to kill Carol Baskin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm just like I'm like true. I'm like I'm like there's a certain competence level and just like and and uh, i just i have such a difficult time with just the non-stop narcissism and making everything about himself well, that he's been doing it's just yeah but i mean number, every, number one yeah. on facebook number one of uh, like fuck you who gives a shit <laughs> your number one on facebook is people are scared and they're looking for information yeah it's it's all ratings based for him, which is fine. I, I don't think much would have been different with Hillary in charge, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think it would have been much better. I don't think it would have been much worse. I think it I think it would have been I think it would be better for sure. We would have been short the necessary medical supplies, regardless of who was in charge. Well, the question is the, the big question is how long would Hillary have delayed acting as long as Trump? And I personally don't believe so. Uh, uh, yeah, I maybe not. That, and I think that uh, just the rhetoric would be a little bit more even and not all over the place. I think one of the really, Here's, I think no. one of the really difficult yeah. things that we're dealing with right now is Trump saying things like we all need to be under quarantine for a month and then being like, you know, the economy can't handle this. Maybe some people have to die. And it's just existentially challenging to like hear this on a daily basis and fear that the government's going to do something to just let my parents die so mm -hmm. that like the sure. economy doesn't do poorly. Whereas I feel like just the consistency of messaging would be, would be an improvement. And I like, yeah, Trump I, going I out and promoting a drug that's unproven to work. 
for no. like, like, it's like, you're not a doctor. I don't want to be listening to you. And people are going to be listening to you. And somebody already died from taking fucking drugs that Trump was saying. The woman and her husband, the that, people who were fish stuff. The, the people who were Hillary supporters. Is that what you're talking about? Who clearly yeah, yeah, did they still... listen to him, but took it anyway? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I will see is that the messaging, I, I do think the media is against Donald Trump and have been from the beginning. I think that's pretty fair. I, I feel like it's fair. fair to say that the media has been against Hitler and was from the beginning. You know, no one's no. given him. No, no giving him a fair, a That's fair how Hitler shot. got to power. Was the what? media was controlled by Hitler, right? I'm, I'm, I'm making, I'm making a joke. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying someone's doing bad stuff, and you're like, the media is against this irresponsible madman. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's as bad as the media portrays it to be. I will say that. I just so that if Hillary that... had been president, there would not have been as much panic about it because the media would not have panicked about it. That's but I, that's but I the think I the think. panic came the panic came the moment Tom Hanks got sick and it became real for people. Um and then on on the Man. flip side on the flip side, you know, yeah. disbanding the pandemic response team that had been put in place after Ebola, not to mention Obama when Ebola broke out sending the CDC to the places where Ebola was breaking out to contain it to keep it from spreading here. I mean, like what, like three people got Ebola in, in America after that broke out? Yeah, I mean, I think what was scarier for us than Ebola was the H1N1. But H1N1 was like, was just a flu. That was, that's one that was accurately just a flu. I mean, that's, I don't know. It, they used all of our respirators during H1N1. And it was that, that stock that got used and then not replenished during the Obama administration into the Trump administration that has left us now in the lurch needing respirators. Yeah, but it's hard to replenish something when you're cutting funding from it. I mean, either way, Obama had seven years. He wasn't cutting funding from. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know. So, all I know is that there was there was pandemic response teams. There were yes. there were being they were sending the CDC to the locations Granted. of outbreaks. Yeah. Uh, H1N1, uh, a total of, I think, I remember it was like, I think it was like a point zero zero two percent of the people who got it died. I remember like doing the math on this. It was like 60 deaths. Yeah. It was 60 yeah. deaths total yeah. in the U.S. from the H1N1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. we far surpassed, surpassed that at this point. Sure. Um, but, I mean, while H1N1 was not as bad as coronavirus, just inherently... We also had more materials to deal with it than we did than we do now with a worse virus. Yeah, but you also have but you wouldn't I don't think you'd have Obama or Hillary saying like Texas isn't being nice to me. So Texas isn't going to get as no. many supplies. But that's uh, also not and it's, what it's scary living Trump in California, really... which does not like Trump the most of anyone and hearing yeah. him being like, you know, the governors who are nicer to me might get yeah. better treatment. I... And like hearing that we're getting yeah. a bunch of broken stuff while like other states are getting like the working things. I mean, it's it's it's. Again, there are. I don't know how there, much of that is really related to the outcomes. I mean, it's definitely real that he went on TV and said that. And again, that sure. is causing hysteria in the people in well, those states. I think, that here's the thing: that, you have to pick a lane. Is he is he a crazy person or is he very uh, calculating? 
he can't be he can't be both right like uh, he can't oh, be someone who's incompetent i think he i think he's around you know there's so he can't okay, be incompetent so let me let me let me, let me compare it let me let time. me compare it to poker let me compare it to poker okay oh, sure there's uh, I've been playing poker recently, and I feel like there's two ways to go about it. You either have a strategy, which you stick by, which um, probably gives you a greater chance of winning, but it makes you a little bit more it makes you a little bit more predictable. Right. But like but like there's an advantage in a way to being predictable, because if you're predictable, if you if every time someone calls you, it's revealed that you that you had a good hand. Yeah. When you later bluff a big yeah. bluff. Someone's going to assume he's got a good more. hand and it, it right. lets you take it. And your sure. only and your and your reputation is only that which the hands are seen. You know. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you play erratic and you go in on every hand and you are constantly calling people and you're constantly calling people's bluffs, I'm going to be more afraid to bluff you with any situation because I know that you're just a crazy person who's going to call me. So I better have something. Yeah. Or like believe that you just have nothing right now, but there's it's chaotic and you're most likely going to lose. But sometimes and pretty frequently when I've been playing the chaos theory of that strategy of that strategy wins. And it's like it's not a strategy as much as someone who is just erratic and by being erratic are then difficult to read and then gives them a certain style of advantage. It's right. a, it, it's a strategy of no strategy and it's hard yeah. to like pinpoint. It's hard to get a gauge on what the person with no strategy is doing. And in the bigger tournaments, they typically tend to lose, but in the small games, anything can happen. Sure, uh, sure. I mean, I can't but, tell you how many times I've called, I've gone all in, and then the erratic person's called me with nothing, yeah. and then just on the river beating me. And yeah. it's just like, it's frustrating, but it, yeah. it just happens. And I feel that Trump is very much this, he very much, I don't think he has the attention span to play long games. Mm. He very much plays every short game, fights every battle. Yeah that's just right in front of him and right. he gets propped up so much by the power that's around him with mm. no senate he's nothing with no senate no supreme court he's nothing but it's just like what can we do we can we can stop bills from getting passed in the house yeah. uh yeah. that's like the extent of the power we have we don't even have the power to stop supreme court justices from getting appointed well i mean you you do but you don't no, we don't. Right? Like, anyhow. Well, I just think it's either he is he is calculating and he has thought out the strategy or he hasn't. But I don't think he has. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I, I... Anyway. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do think this has been... Uh, a l I'm glad that we're taking it very uh, cautiously. I think, I think the media, though, has used this to boost their own... The news media has used this to boost their own ratings. Look, look, look. Sure. If you want me to rank evils, there's Trump, there's the media. They're yeah. both bad. Yeah. They're both bad. This one's worse. And it's like, yeah. just because this guy can't believe what's wrong with this doesn't mean that this guy is now better or, you know, it's like, it's sure. like, it's like, it's like a broken clock's right twice a day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I am—I mean, I'm by no means a Trump defender. I just think that this, this, uh, 
I, I don't know. I think it's silly how much people hate Donald Trump. Yeah, how much but they I just saw. So, but at, at the same time, I mean, I don't think it's silly. At the same time, just look at what look at the way the responsible countries that have responded to this thing responsibly have handled it. And it's just like what having a responsible leader changes. South Korea removed their corrupt leader to the point where they're in prison and mm-hmm. and has really like gotten this like they've been in decline they've been in sharp decline yeah uh, at this point with less deaths less cases a percentage dealing with drastically different cultures right a a people that are used to different treatment with their government than americans are south korea Korea and and germany they're both democratic they both imposed heavy 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 testing up front right uh, which is which is great, but they also already had all the supplies. You know, I mean, it's it's a different, it's I know, a different but sort it, but, of thing. But we right? could have, but we could have treated it seriously at the point at which we had this the first cases in here, and we only yeah, started but, really, we only started we really working cases. on getting the tests two months in. Sure, but had we, we started working on getting the first cases, the media still news media was reporting it as flu. Like, it wasn't just Donald Trump who wasn't taking it seriously. No one was taking it seriously in December or January. I agree. I agree. But again, there's, 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 I, I don't disagree, but I still say there's the person who's the, who's the most responsible. And there is certainly him trying yeah. to stop him trying to keep the numbers down. I think, I think, He's I think, we'd, keep be, the I think we'd be down. remiss. I think we'd be, rem- yeah, but like, like, it's just uh i think justifiably so trying to keep i don't know if that's true if you're in a hotel room if you're in a hotel if you're in a building with a serial killer uh (laughs) and we're like like i don't want i don't want people in the building to panic that there's a serial so let's not tell them and then he's just killing people little by little and then finally i don't think there's ever a a bunch of people are dead being like all right guys there's been a serial killer in here yeah Uh, now it's time to panic we didn't stop the pan the panic happened but the panic happened once things were worse. But you really think you think Donald Trump is withholding information? I mean, I know that you think I he's purposefully I know, withholding it. I know that I bought tons of food, uh, tons of hand sanitizer, yeah. tons of toilet paper and wouldn't touch anyone. Got face masks uh, yeah. about a month before Tom Hanks uh, yeah. went down. And yeah. and I haven't had to leave my house. Well, there you go. Um, but I mean, how, how is that, how is that, uh, I mean, what did you do? You're a hypochondriac, right? I mean, like, yeah, you, never you been clearly... better, never been a better time for my people. <laughs> yeah. I never just don't understand how people, that is related my people to Donald Trump withholding information. Well, I mean, it, it, it was to my advantage because I didn't have to deal with like intensity when I was getting myself prepared for everything. Right. Right. But, uh, but I think, you know, people tre- at the point at which, at the point at which the Tom Hanks thing happened, everyone was suddenly acting like me. And there was mm-hmm. just this mass influx of lines at Ralph's. Yeah. And all this I mean, shit. I will tell you my own experience was I only got news from NPR and NPR did not talk about coronavirus until everyone was going crazy. And then it started in on NPR. I was at Costco like two weeks before this whole thing hit, people were there getting water. People were there getting toilet paper. People were there not getting fresh fruits and vegetables, but 
frozen meals, right? And I had no idea why they were even there getting stuff. And I'd been listening to NPR the whole time. So it's not just Donald Trump who wasn't taking this seriously or wasn't reporting on it. Right. I mean, I think it was a widespread issue. It, it yeah, but I guess I guess the question I guess the question becomes like, you know, what data, what information did the media have available to it versus the government having available to it? Like, like, is is the media on a certain level beholden to what the government is telling them about the spread of it within its own country? It mm -hmm. is like, is it beholden to the media to be like telling people to panic when the government isn't? Well, or would that be, or would that, or would we be, or would we be branch of government, right? Sure, sure. I'm just, you know, I just question again, you know, what they yeah. do by comparison to what. Uh, I mean, if if they are only going off of what the government tells them, then we were in a lot of trouble for many different reasons before this, anyway, right? I mean, clearly, I don't think the media should be beholden to the government either way. It's good that they give Donald Trump so much crap. Like, that's good. That's good. But what I worry about is if Hillary had been in power, she would not have gotten as much flack. There's no See, question. I, I, I feel I, I can't help but feel a certain amount that I disagree with that. I know that I personally my feelings in voting for Hillary was like, I'm voting for you because I feel like it's the thing to do right now. But yeah. the second you're in there, like I am going to be sure I, I had yeah. pent up. I had pent up all the shit talk. I wanted to talk about Hillary through yeah. the election, ready to unload it. The second she, she, she was in there because yeah. I was trying to fight to like beat this thing that seemed so much worse to me, sure, but I sure. really didn't like her and I really, you know, didn't yeah. trust her and had all these feelings and and right. I just was holding them back. And you know, I think I think if you look I think if you look at the way the Democratic Party um baking in all of kind of like the Bernie, though the whole the left yeah. wing of this country from yeah. from center left to left left yeah. acts. We very much like, you know, fucking Al Franken's resigning because, I mean, yeah. one of the things that upset me the most that's happened that we've done to ourselves was uh -huh. Al Franken resigning. I felt like that was real bullshit. But yeah. um, but like, you know, we, we're we're ready to destroy our own. Uh, and I think a big part I think a big part of why I think yeah. a big part of why Republicans win is that they're just game like whoever you are, whatever you do, you're on our team and we support it. And I, I do not I do not feel that is the same on the other side. Oh, I think it's totally the same. How how have the Clintons in the Me Too movement not been almost almost center of attention at the beginning of it? I mean, they've you know? been, there's I mean, been a crazy. lot of attention. There's been a lot of attention towards them about it. You know, again, it's more it's more. It's I don't more think like, I don't think the Democrats are ready to sell their own. Right. I mean, still, as far as most people are concerned, President Obama was one of the best presidents we've ever had, especially in comparison to Donald Trump. Right. Yes, I agree. I agree fully. And uh, I think most uh, one of the do. best presidents we've ever had, I would say the best president of my lifetime. Um, yeah. And, and I think and, most people feel that way. And I feel and I feel like if I were to point to the accomplishments, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, inheriting a recession, leveling the economy out, going from negative GDP to consistent growth in our GDP over mm -hmm. the course of his eight years, 
Um, I I am upset with him for not for not uh, prosecuting um, people who brought about the recession more heavily mm-hmm. than uh, he did, which he just pretty much didn't do at all. But yeah. I very much personally felt that um, while he gave a while he furthered, you know, the the initial bank bailout was signed by Bush. He signed the bailout for uh, General Motors and the car industry. Uh, While he finished finished bailing out industry, I felt like Obamacare was the furthest he could accomplish, anyone could accomplish in bailing out regular people as well. Uh, Mm. I know that I benefited greatly from it. My insurance payments went from $900 a month to originally $150 a month. Now they're about $330 a month. Uh, And my mom's diabetic and my aunt is a cancer survivor. And Mm -hmm. she's a Republican cancer survivor that hates Obama. But very much like any time I'm like, all right, do you want to lose pre-existing conditions? She was like, why can't we just keep the pre-existing conditions part and lose the (laughs) rest of it? And I'm like, that is the whole thing. That's essentially all it is, is saying you can be insured with pre-existing conditions and it's cheaper than it would be. I mean, that was a huge component of it. But that wasn't the whole thing. Totally, totally. It's not that there isn't problems. But I also I also think that a mistake people make is that they view each new president as like they're inheriting a clean slate. And I say, no, the presidency isn't a sprint. The presidency is a decathlon. Yeah, no, they've been handed a baton. You've been handed a baton. You're at a certain place in the race. And now it's your job to take it to the next place. And I find and I found that. The end of Clinton's presidency, generally speaking, this country was in a pretty good place. And then by the yeah. end of Bush's presidency, this country was pretty much in a really bad place. Well, and, and by see, the end of Obama's yeah. and the end of Obama's presidency, this country was in an okay place. And yeah. right now, this is the worst it's ever been. <laughs> I feel it's, very it's great again. <laughs> I feel very much yeah. like this is the first time in my life that I genuinely like. Yeah see like the potential seeds of like true sort of like third world revolution type stuff in America. Oh my gosh. Not not like in the immediate future, but like but like, you know, you're looking at 10 million people filing for unemployment right now. You're looking at a wealth disparity growing exponentially. Like you're looking at 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 people working at grocery stores afraid to go into work. Uh like not related to how well or poorly the country's doing. That's related to a pandemic. Yes, I know. An external but, but, force. But there's, but there's an aspect of how well the pandemic is being handled. And like, are do we have people right. in charge that are yeah. looking at this in an opportunistic way to kind of loot the government for everything they can take? Or to, uh, not saying that Hillary wouldn't have also probably been doing stuff like that as well. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, the Nancy Pelosi is already trying to buy corporations, essentially. She's trying to take over sectors of the economy. I mean, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be, I think it's on both sides. I wouldn't be personally opposed to any bailouts or not buy back or not able to be bought back or not guaranteed to be bought back by the company. Yeah, that remain in holdings of the government and controlled by the government. I, 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 I don't know because I just feel like yeah. I just remember, I just remember in 2008, you know, all these banks that no one could pay their mortgages to were bailed out. But the yeah. owed the mortgages still owed the mortgages. And it's yeah, like, why right, wasn't the money? Right. Why wasn't the money paid through the mortgages? Why wasn't the government bailing out these banks via the mortgages? 
um, that like like why does why does I mean, the person still get evicted? Giving the people right, right, right. I see I'm not saying, saying even giving the people. Yeah. I'm just saying like here you have all these people defaulting on their mortgages and is crippling these banks. How yeah. come the banks are just handed the money by the government directly as opposed to paid through the mortgages to bail to essentially bail out both parties? Right. Um, keep the yeah. Keep people in homes and all of that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. There's definitely a way that uh, that most likely could have been structured better. But I mean, the reason we were in that mess wasn't it because largely because of uh, housing bills that had been passed in the Clinton administration, I, or I, not? I, I agree with you, but then again, I I, I stand to stay to state that yeah. the that the job in the the government's the the job of the presidency is a decathlon, and yes, you know when you, when you have. Sure. When you've been when you have these things in place that are benefiting these people, and then the next person comes in and gives a gigantic tax cut to everyone and starts a war for trillions of dollars, mm. suddenly, suddenly, you know, other like you yeah. can't be spending this money frivolously and not look at the other money that's already been frivolously spent. You have to balance it out, and yeah. I, and I just feel that Democrats mm. have done a better job at balancing the money oh. when they've been in power than Republicans have been. At balancing the money, we usually end kind of each Democratic yeah. presidency's ended with our debt leveled off, and then which is constantly complained about when they're in power, and then just the yeah. surplus of debt just blows out of control when when the right takes takes charge. I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at any of that data, but it doesn't seem ideologically correct because because Democrats typically push forward social programs, good or not good. Which social programs and government mixed with higher taxes on predominantly the wealthier people in this country, but that also falls to some of the poorer people in this country, but they're paying into programs that benefit Yeah, but most eventually. of the time, the rich lobby out of the tax increases that are imposed on the lower classes by Democrats. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. All my rich, all, all all my parents' rich friends hate Obamacare with every fiber of their being because of how much their taxes went up. Yeah, um, right, right, right. So, sure. so sure. it definitely, it de I definitely got to firsthand see rich yeah. people getting upset about the taxes that got that they got hit with under Obama. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but anyway, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this all ends up. But I don't, I don't know how much better it would have been under Hillary. Maybe it would have been the panic would not have been as high. I am willing to to stake a good portion of my life on that. I just would, I just would just, you know what it is? It's just more that like, I feel like the fights I would have been fighting with yeah. Hillary in charge would have been fights that I was happier to fight. And now it's like those bad things are happening anyway. But I can't even think about them it's yeah. like it's like before trump won we were like fighting for the for the tp fighting the tpp and the and yeah. the fucking uh the oil rigs that were being put under indian lands and it's like that's shit i mean the tpp didn't happen but just like another version of it yeah. um and like the oil <laughs> stuff this is happening it's like i gotta fight so many other fights i can't even fight the, well like, i'll tell like, you the, the smaller, the, better ones. The fights that you would have fought under Hillary Clinton would have been the only ones that she wanted you to know about. That's for sure. sure this way, sure. you're fighting ones that Trump doesn't sure. want you to know about. Carol Baskin's husband is dead. 
and no one, <laughs> no one Nobody, has any idea. No, no I think that's a scarier, I. that's a scarier world to live in. I don't know. It just, in uh, part of it is that like, it's, it's, it's weird. There's a certain element of competence and reason that is missing and important. And but I to just a very ill end. To a, to a very, I, mean, I you know, I like, I like, I like, I like, I like a joke. I like a joke. Bill Burr had, yeah. uh, He's like Trump and Hillary are just the same, except like they're both serial killers. Hillary's just like burying the bodies underneath the house, and Trump's yeah. just like leaving them out everywhere. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly it. Right. But I and don't... I think I think the Hillary world is scarier. There's no questioning. There's just I... blind following. I don't think so because because I you know I look at the things that 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 matter when I voting for Hillary. I think people get too were too like mixed up in the person they're voting for when there were Supreme Court justices at play. There were uh, there were okay. entitlements, I mean, entitlements that were important to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Merrick yeah. Garland would but, have been on the Supreme Court instead of fucking uh, I like beer. I like beer. That's how that's that's all Brett Kavanaugh is to It would have been it would have been, been yeah. fucking it would have been fucking Merrick Garland instead of my high school bully. Yeah, uh, but but they just have ideological differences as well that are not part of the person at all, right? I mean, when you're talking about Supreme Court justices or future policies being implemented, you're talking ideology now, which is different than just Hillary Trump. It's it's way bigger than Hillary Trump. Um, you know what I mean? Okay, so for instance, right, a big thing for conservatives is. Uh, and that is brought up with every every Supreme Court justice is Roe v. Wade. And typically the right falls on, let's get rid of Roe v. Wade or limit it very drastically. And the left falls on, let's expand Roe v. Wade. That has nothing to do with Hillary or Trump. Yeah, but I'm I'm very much in support of Roe v. Wade. So I very much. And, right. And, and that's I, why so you would vote voting Hillary, for Hillary. Right? Is that's, a vote yeah, for that's what Roe I'm saying. Wade is that people who voted for Trump didn't vote for Trump because they're racist. They didn't vote for Trump because they're bigoted. They voted for Trump because they don't and there want is my certain point. There, there policies. There's my point about the difference between Democrats and Republicans is that Republicans don't, the Republicans will vote for the Republican and the Democrats are like, I don't like her. <laughs> I don't I don't like her. Well, um, if you're taking that stance, the statistically the people who did that were black democrats. So, you sound pretty racist right now. What? She 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 <laughs> Yeah, she, Hillary she had no them. black support. I and that had was more black support was. than Bernie. Um No, she didn't. She had less black support than Bernie. She, I will look that up. I will look that yeah, up. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh I want to go on record as a libertarian. I hate all government. <laughs> um, I, mean, I yeah, I'm not a fan of government. I I don't know what the answer is. You're, all I you're know, you're a fan of huge government. You want, no, you want I, big mommy daddy government that just well, takes care. I, 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 there's a bit there's a bit I've been trying to work on that I haven't quite figured out. Oh yeah. Not. I like the concept of it, where I yeah. say that uh, Republicans are like deadbeat dads and <laughs> Democrats are like single moms. It's uh, like it's like it's like we're no fun. We have all these rules. We're making you do chores. Yeah. 
constantly fighting with them, but then you go stay at dad's house and you break your leg and right. he like puts an ice pack on it and you come <laughs> home to mom being like, I miss rules. And that's what happens every other year. It's Maybe. just like, it's like, it's like, it's like, fuck this, fuck my taxes, fuck all this. I want, I want to yeah. stay with dad's house. And we put dad in charge and like, we're yeah, fighting until, a war and here's a tag <laughs> and until, we're and everyone's sick. And then we come back and we're like, we're sorry. You're yeah. the best. Here's, I love you, mom. Tag, here's a tag. <laughs> here's another thing you can riff on until you get in a fight. When you get in a war, you want deadbeat dad. I don't know. If, That's I what mean, the country's wanted. That's the reason FDR, Bush was, FDR was for a Democrat. Two. The last, the last war we won was the Democrat in charge. Uh, we haven't lost a war since Vietnam. I mean, we haven't won a war since Vietnam either. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't ended a war since Vietnam. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if you can't win it, you may as well stay in it, right? Uh, uh, it's just... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I I'm hoping this all ends soon. I cannot blame Donald Trump for balancing. I think he does it incredibly inarticulately, but balancing interests. He has to. I mean, as a leader, you have to balance interests. It's unfortunate that he's so callous with it, but. But I don't think he balances the interests. I think he. I think he. I'm perhaps giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's what I think I, he's I, trying I, to I, do. I think we have I, to. I think there's a huge aspect of the job that's simply re that's simply about reassurement and being a symbol for things and like meaning something. Yeah, I, I well, think, and he I does. Think that, I think that, yeah, yeah, but he stands for really like the worst aspects of things. Well, according to you, according to you, not everyone feels that way. Like is... I was like, I, I thought with Hillary, I was like, if there's one positive thing I can look at from her winning, it would be at least now, like little girls see that they can be the president. Oh, like, gross. like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Means, it means something. Forty, forty four guys Maybe. in a row. Maybe. One black but guy. I think, I think people I think girls as a parent of two. They get that more from their parents than they do from someone I'll, out there. I'll tell you this to tie this into our earlier conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel fairly convinced that yeah. if Hillary Clinton were the president right now, yeah. when we got in trouble, he would have gone on The View, he would have said, I'm sorry, uh, I've learned, this is what I've learned you know, Joy Bayer would have said, like, you know, yeah. put it put into task at the moment. Yeah. And then a lot of a lot of life would have continued. Would have lost a couple of gigs and we would have moved on. But I think that in a in a large I think a large part of what happened is a female candidate who was an equal amount corrupt to many other male presidents we've had and an equal amount shitty to many other male presidents we've had, but, yeah. but, but did everything to make herself qualified for this position. Like she was rising up in a company that many other male presidents had lost to somebody who had done nothing. who would never one day in their life stepped foot in public service and was like deeply sexist the whole time. And people were like, man, this fucking guy instead. And I'll tell you, I'll, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard not to look at it as somewhat sexist when, yeah, there's many things deeply wrong with her, but they're the same things deeply wrong with Bush. 
W uh, and and his father. She's more like his father than him. It's Hillary Clinton was was George Senior in my eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, and and we said, nah, I'd rather have this fucking guy, this comedian. I mean, the Me Too movement started before the election, anyway. It started, but but there, but. But, but it, it certainly veracity, surged. But the veracity of it. There's an sure. aspect of we can't take down literally the worst offender in the country who has the most power. So we're going to take down everyone else. You think Donald Trump was the worst offender of the Me Too movement? I mean, and- I, I think he's I think he is uh, a pretty bad. I mean, the guy is the president and he calls women fat and ugly on TV. It's just it's only just like, Rosie O'Donnell uh, and said nasty things about Stormy Daniels. And and it's it's like well, you know Stormy Daniels was trying to bring him down. Uh, apparently, after a contractual interaction, <laughs> there's 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 yeah. There's I act, think, like like here's the thing yeah. I say, you know, if people weren't going and shooting people at schools and things, if there wasn't yeah. if there wasn't an abuse of owning a gun, if people yeah. didn't abuse owning guns, yeah. then other people wouldn't be trying to shut down people having guns. And yeah. I look at Trump and I look at I look at the negative effects of him on kind of the psyche of this country as here's a person with the most responsibility in the things that they say publicly. And he abuses that responsibility by saying by like, oh, I don't know what I said and like doing things like that that are so inappropriate for someone in his position to do. And there's just an unwritten rule that if you're the president of the United States, you don't act this way. And in yeah. him act this way he gives so much more credence to the type of people trying to shut down free speech because here's a person abusing free speech to an end that's actually harmful uh and i and i i see like that being of the one of the biggest consequences of him is that it's important when you're in that position because like for everything i hated about w at least he didn't go out and like like viciously attack people by for the color of their skin and their sex and their weight and stuff like that. He actively said he's like Muslims are. Our I mean, you couldn't help the racism that was going to break out as a result of um... my my kids' school calls us more often now that they're not even going. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, but I'm just like, I see what you're saying. I don't think, I don't think a lot of that though was in response to Trump. I think a lot of it is, was already bubbling up. But but here's the thing. It was happening. It was happening through Obama and I was, I had no problem ignoring it and just going about my, and going about my business and doing my thing. Yeah. But once once he started doing what he did, he gave those people credence. I, I very much have said, like, the only thing worse than Republicans yeah. in charge are the only thing worse than conservatives in charge are liberals not in charge. It's like it's yeah, like it's it, yeah. it's like it's like it's like you give you give them cultural power by taking away their actual power. It's yeah. the only way they have to fight. You know, we don't we don't yeah. have the ability to to fight from the top so we fight from the bottom we can't take trump down but we can take louis down no Uh, i think i mean i think that has that was happening even with obama in power the shift from no the shift on on let's take homosexuality for instance the views on homosexuality like if you thought that being a homosexual was was uh whatever whatever term you want to use right unnatural or 
um, you know, views on the LGBTQ community being like they're not, it might be linked to mental illness. It's not a normal thing, right? Any, any qualifier, if you viewed it as not uh, appropriate for children, it, you were a bad person. That was happening already under President Obama. Yeah, that was that it's was not, not, it's not. But it's, it had nothing but, but to do with but, punching up, punching down. I totally, I, I agree with you that it was happening. Again, my my point isn't that it was it wasn't happening. My point is that Trump gave credence to it. It gave it gave it exacerbated the validity of it. It it made their argument stronger. It uh, it it made Those them hard. The it made it right? made. No, the people on the left. I'm saying, you, like the people, the far uh -huh. left is strengthened by, f like it's 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 easier to point. They have someone to point to, like look at the harm it's doing, to yes. validate their argument. Uh -huh. yeah, Whereas if that yeah. wasn't in charge, I'm able to go like, listen, I hear what they're saying, but also our country's moving socially in the correct direction anyway. Like, I don't care about you. But yeah. now, while I feel like we're socially regressing, it's hard not to give a certain amount of credence to the things that the far left is saying. Yeah. And I feel that they're both hurting each other because yeah. the right has this. It's so funny because like to me, it's like the right has this way of making people feel like they're voting on social issues that the government doesn't actually control and that and that, uh -huh. and that people feel, you know, like they're voting against these people when their vote really does nothing to affect it either way. Well, um, I mean, the Democrats do the same if, thing, though, right? Like, I don't think I, I agree that they do try, but it fails harder because the truth of the matter is you want them in power because they'll quiet that down by no. moving us socially incorrect directions. Yes. What I, cause I was Obama passing to like to like making gay marriage legal? I'm fully in support of that. And it's harder to say this country is bad to homosexual people when we're passing laws to allow them equal rights to others. No, the problem is that people think that because the law has been passed, then everyone will view that as equal. Right? Um, when it was really only in title in the first place. Sure. As far as as far as civil unions go, taxes uh, whatever rights you want to attribute, yeah, but there were like unions, things they're like, the same. like being they're the same. Deathbed, being family for I for, have I have for, yet. So I have looked into this, and this was all happening when I was in law school. I looked into this, and I did not see any cases where that had been happening. I didn't see any laws on the books where that had been happening. If they were civilly union, they could go into the room. I don't. I don't. I think. I don't what know, but you know, but let them. Had, but let them. Let them have the. Why are you trying to take that? Why does it matter? Well, why does it matter either way? Right. I mean, if because they weren't civilly union, it's it's it's, yeah. it's symbolically meaningful. And again, right. doing doing that, giving that, yeah, lends less credence when people say like that that everyone's so horrible to to this group of people i mean i very much i point to i guess when our earlier conversation which wasn't yeah. which was recorded where i was yeah. talking about um my scripts 
It's like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I very much feel like you know I wrote my, I expressed myself, and it was my expression of myself in this world that yeah. in that world that existed then. And I don't know. I look at my scripts and I go like, I have to find like a new thing to say because this feels like of a different world. And I feel like the complaints people might levy against my scripts today hold more weight than they would have held had they come out then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's a greater. Yeah. I feel like my work is more it, it is more problematic now than it was. Yeah. Being exactly the same. Well, perhaps so. Perhaps so. I mean, I, I just I think it is good that we have moved to a more accepting place of other viewpoints of other cultures. But I don't think there is necessarily more acceptance along the lines of a religious viewpoint when you're saying, I think, you know, religiously, I think homosexuality is a sin. Yeah, but right. I'll, t- like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you yeah. this. I think uh, Trump winning did nothing to make people who didn't like religion like it anymore or be any more understanding of it. I mean, I don't yeah. know when I'm, look- when I'm looking at right. people saying I'm bathed in Christ's blood as they go to church right yeah. now. That certainly it's doesn't like help. a mass ceremony. I'm just kind of like, maybe but religion you, isn't such a great thing. <laughs> but you don't think those same people would have existed with Hillary? Certainly they would have. Uh, uh certainly sure, they sure. would have and sure. and the but uh, i think people very much people not only very much blame religious people for trump but on the same token like religious people going out and supporting a womanizing vulgar are you talking clearly, about Bill Clinton right now or who are you talking about clearly <laughs> clearly atheist <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. uh, narcissist, uh, demigod. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, it doesn't do much to to support your moral arguments of religion when you're literally supporting the least yeah, religious I mean, person. We've when you're literally supporting yeah. a golden cow. We've got a golden cow. A golden cow. <laughs> you're literally. Ground. It's like I feel like I'm watching the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll see where this all ends up. I'm excited for 2020. It's going to be an interesting election cycle. Uh, it's going to be so weird. You know, I worry about this. Is my other another one of my jokes I've kind of come up yeah. with during this whole thing is uh, I very much fear a mail in ballot election because, like, what email is to our grandparents, snail mail is to us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. How know, does it work? Their inability to like, they're like, how do I send an attachment is our, where do I get a stamp? Right, um, <laughs> right. Stamps.com. That's where you stamps. get a stamp. Stamps. Stamps. How do I use the stamps.com? How do I do it? <laughs> they're bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. Yeah, right, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I am disappointed in the libertarian candidates and that's where I will leave it. On our Joe political Exotic. discussion. Joe Exotic, 2020 from prison. He's not a libertarian candidate. He doesn't even know what libertarianism is. Did you watch? Did you watch Tiger yeah, King? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. favorite character in all of Tiger King was the libertarian uh, campaign. The campaign manager. Yeah, he I was loved, probably he the purest like, of them all. It felt like you know. It felt like the if there was the movie of Tiger King, that would be the character whose eyes I would uh, yeah. 
I would play the movie through. He would be the writer that talks about the time he joined Hell's Angels. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. He was he was the vessel through which we all normal people witnessed the chaos. Yeah, uh, right, what a hilarious! Right. And I cast Mike Lawrence with a shaved beard. As <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good oh. call. All it's right, always a talking to you, Josh. Thank you, thank you, Seth. Always, always a hot podcast when you do. Indeed, it. indeed. All right. All right, bye. I'll talk to you later. Peace. See ya.